Hey y'all, it's A Few Minutes with the Pew Podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Maddie. And we have a passion to see people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives. We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? Hey everybody, we are really excited to have y'all with us this week. We're excited to chat once again about what we see going on in the American church and something specifically relating to the end times, which, Mm -hmm. Maddie, have we talked about anything regarding the end times? I mean, I guess a little bit, but not... I don't think we have like in like specific... Right. Which, I mean, we're getting into all kinds of new things. I know. It's past few weeks, like theology, spiritual warfare, what in the world is up with us? Tackling big topics. Yeah. 2023, guys, going to be a big year. So we're really excited to get to that topic today. But before we do, Maddie, just catch us up on what's been going on here at The Few. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit specifically about a blog post that we posted at the beginning of 2023. And we're hoping to kind of make this a tradition every year. We started it in 2022, but we posted a list of 23 things that Christians can do in 2023. Mm -hmm. And it's just a list that we compiled of different things to help you make Jesus a priority in your life and to put him above everything else in your crazy busy life. Because I know that we can all get really stressed and just kind of overwhelmed with all the different things that are happening in our lives. So this list just kind of helps you to reevaluate what's going on and then hopefully help you to implement different things in your life that are going to help bring you closer to Jesus. So we posted the list on the blog at the beginning of January and now on our Instagram page, we're actually creating threads every single week. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what a thread is, it's basically just a little carousel post where you just swipe through. There's like three little slides and we are kind of going through all of the 23 things and posting that on our Instagram for y'all to see. So if you're not following us on Instagram, it Mm -hmm. is the few blog and you totally should because we've been posting a lot of great stuff and it's just a great resource where you can save those things and look at them later or you can go straight to the blog and look at them there. So it's a great resource. We're going to be referring to it a little bit in this episode. So it's definitely something that you will want to look at. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so let's get into this episode. I saw this quote on Pinterest like forever ago. Not even kidding. Maddie and I have wanted to do this quote for a really long time. We have no idea who it's by, but again, I saw it on Pinterest and saved it months and months ago. And I don't know, every time we sit down and record, it's like usually brought up, but we haven't done a full episode on it. So we're going to do that today finally. And the quote says, God did not give us the book of Revelation so that we'd build bomb shelters in the backyard. He gave us this book so that we'd build bigger dinner tables and invite our friends over and tell them about Jesus. I absolutely love this quote because, again, we get so caught up in the end time stuff, I feel like, in our churches, classes, different things like that that we may be involved in. And at the same time, there are some churches that say absolutely nothing about the end times and you're kind of clueless as to what's really going to happen before Jesus comes back, you know, and what scripture says about it. And just some of those general things that I feel like are very necessary for Christians to know. So as I'm talking about this and as Maddie and I discuss this, please don't hear us as like we're saying the end times don't matter. We don't need to know Mm -hmm. these things. We 
don't need to be informed about what scripture says about the end times. We absolutely do. It is crucial. It is important. And Jesus warned us about these things. He warned his disciples that when he comes back, there are going to be people who will try to deceive us, who will try to get us to believe all sorts of things that are not of him. Mm -hmm. There will be false prophets. There will be all these people telling us different things that may sound good, may sound right, but they're not. And so we need to be aware of those things. And he gave us that information for a purpose. But what I see going on a lot in Christian circles is this thing where we get so caught up in the signs and the events that are going to happen around the end times that we lose sight of what the point of all of that is. We lose sight of the significance that these things are happening because Jesus is coming back. And what is the most important thing we need to be doing before Jesus comes back? We need to be witnessing to people. I love that quote, inviting them over and making them feel welcome, making them feel loved. The people that we have connections with that we can influence in our little corners of the world, mm -hmm. we need to be doing that and not get so distracted on like, oh, we need to build a bomb shelter. Like, you know, total darkness is going to cover the earth in like two and a half days. And, you know, all these things that we can sometimes get caught up yeah. in, especially in like conspiracy theorist circles and that kind of thing. I, now, don't get me wrong. There are some... The conspiracy cons theorists are usually right. Exactly. But... And I'm not saying anything about that at all, but I feel like we sometimes can get so caught up in that, myself included. Mm -hmm. Like, there have been some things that have happened the past couple of years. I'm like, does anybody else see this? Like, what's going on here? This is insane. But the point of the end times and what they are going to point us to is more important. Mm -hmm. And we can't lose sight of that and what Christ has called us to do in this time. Well, it's definitely important to know about those different things because like you said, there will be people who are going to try and deceive us. There are people who will be false prophets. Mm -hmm. There's the Antichrist, you know, all these different things that we need to be paying attention to right. and we have to know about. But I am totally guilty of, I am totally the person that builds the bomb shelter <laughs> in the backyard because, I mean, I was like a few days ago, I was reading in Matthew, the one verse where Jesus is telling the disciples about, you know, the end times and mm -hmm. saying kingdom will go to war again against kingdom, nation against nation, blah, blah, blah. And it was like just a few days after the whole China spy balloon thing. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, our, like one of our top generals saying that we'll be in war in two years and stuff. And I was just like, okay. We and need I to dig a hole. It. Yeah, literally <laughs> right dig down. a hole and just lay down like yeah. and just stop paying attention to all this stuff. But literally I allowed that to cause me to go into panic mode. And it was just kind of like, <sighs> okay. And I did lose sight of the fact that like, yeah, we are probably going to have to go through some really irritating and painful stuff mm -hmm. before Jesus comes back. Right. And I completely lost sight of that fact because I just focused on the suffering mm -hmm. and not the ultimate reward. Because he does say at the end of that, that you will suffer and then you will suffer more. Mm -hmm. But then the kingdom of God is near and it is at hand. So I just completely like overlooked that fact and I was just like, I don't want to suffer. I don't yeah. want to have to go through these things. Mm -hmm. But I did not allow it to make me think, okay, so what do I need to do in the meantime? Because in all likelihood, this stuff is coming to fruition soon. Right now, I think things are being fulfilled, different prophecies and different things. And so I totally want to be that person though that is like, okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're not going to build a bomb shelter in the backyard. I mean, maybe, you know, for a backup plan. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We're not going to build a bomb shelter in the backyard, but we are going to expand our dinner table and we are mm -hmm. going to 
invite people to just be a part of a godly household and be a part of a family that is truly concerned about the souls of mankind. And I know that we've been kind of talking about that a lot recently. We've definitely been talking about it in Bible study also. But I mean, we have the responsibility Mm -hmm. to care for the souls of mankind and we've been neglecting it. And that is absolutely not what we're supposed to be doing, especially in times like this. Right. When we are supposed to be witnessing and evangelizing and really being conscious of the fact that not all of these people are going to know what is happening in the end times. A lot of these people don't know why specific stuff is happening right now, Mm -hmm. why the earthquakes are happening, why war is on the horizon quite possibly. And they are confused and honestly probably terrified. If I am scared of this stuff and even I know what it ultimately leads to, which is ultimately joy for us believers, Mm -hmm. but if it scares me to have to go through all of this suffering and stuff. I mean, I can't even imagine what just the general population who doesn't know Jesus feels like because that would totally be like crippling anxiety and just, I mean, totally building the bomb shelter in the backyard. Just like total chaos and confusion all the time. You know, like I have no idea what's going on and I'm really afraid that people don't even know to come to the church anymore. You know, know. like to find answers or anything, which we talked about that a little bit in the last episode. But yeah. And I think that it's kind of ironic that, you know, like that quote says, we all Mm -hmm. are the ones that are like, okay, build a bomb shelter in the backyard. And I'm not saying it's not good to be prepared. I think that the Lord would want us to be prepared and wouldn't want us to just lie down and be like, okay, whatever happens, happens because we can't have an influence Mm -hmm. in what takes place. But I just find it ironic that we are the ones that are saying, okay, let's build the bomb shelters when we are the ones that know ultimately why all this stuff is happening mm-hmm. and what it leads to. Yeah. Because the people in the world, like rightly so, I would totally be building a bomb shelter right now if I didn't know that ultimately this will lead to joy for Christians. Mm-hmm. But I just think that it's honestly comical how Christians are the ones that are like fearful and terrified and are the ones that are like, okay, let's dig a hole and lay down. And the people around us have no idea why anything is happening. And so they are honestly in the right to be building the bomb shelters and to be terrified. Mm -hmm. But we as Christians should know that this is not something to be terrified by. I mean, obviously, in our human capacity, we are not above experiencing fear. I mean, that's just kind of a part of life. But when you are following Jesus and you know what scripture says, that makes an incredible difference in your life and it should impact how much fear you experience. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, it should simply be, okay, yes, I don't necessarily want to suffer, but I'm willing to because ultimately this is leading me closer to Jesus, literally. Mm -hmm. And it's something that we're going to have to experience. It's not something that's negotiable necessarily. So I think that it's just, it's important for Christians to know about what's going to happen in the end times, but we need to get past this crippling fear that we're experiencing in the church or this complete ignorance Because I think that we are truly falling into the lie that ignorance is bliss. And so that's why a lot of churches aren't talking about the end times, aren't talking about what's going to take place. Because, yeah, it's a difficult topic, especially because so many people believe so many different things about Mm -hmm. what could happen. Right. But I think that we are not putting enough effort in to be talking about the end times. And that's not just talking about Revelation. It's looking at 
Christianity and scripture as a whole. And I mean, we would have to turn to scripture like in Matthew, like I was talking about earlier and look at that, what Jesus says about it. And so I think that the church needs to stop believing that ignorance is bliss and we need to genuinely be digging into this stuff. This does not just mean that our pastors and our Sunday school teachers and the leadership in our church needs to be looking into this stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, we as church members, as Christians need to be looking at this stuff for ourselves because I think that, you know, in the end times, you do not want to be relying on a pastor. You don't want to be relying solely on your church leadership because we're all going to need each other Mm -hmm. and we're all going to need to know what scripture says because even some of the deception that we're going to experience is going to come from the church, Mm -hmm. from people who are led astray. and Which is already happening. We're already seeing that in so many areas. Exactly. And so, as Christians in general, we need to be looking at this stuff and we really need to be evaluating it, but we should not allow it to cause complete chaos. We shouldn't allow it to terrify us mm-hmm. because ultimately it does lead to joy. Yeah. I love the, it's almost a throwaway comment in First Chronicles twelve thirty two, and it's just like literally one verse that says that the men of Issachar understood the signs of the times. And then it goes on to say that they knew how to live in light of those signs. And I just love that example because it's not the fact that they they understood what was going on and they just sat down and didn't do anything about it, mm-hmm. you know? They understood the signs of the times, the things that were happening in their world and their culture at that time, and then they lived in light of those. Okay, what needs to happen? What do I need to do to impact the people in my corner right now. And I feel like so many Christians are looking around and first of all, I feel like we've said this a couple of times, but we don't even like care about our corner anymore or who is in our corner because it's like, oh, well, this isn't significant enough. This isn't, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm not going to get famous from, you know, really caring for the people who are around me and that I know in my own personal life, like I need to be on social media and I need Mm -hmm. to grow a following and I need to do all this stuff. And don't get me wrong, like Maddie and I are doing social media ministry every day as well. But the most important part of our ministry is pouring into those around us and praying for them and teaching them scripture and reading it with them and growing in our faith together and doing the things that God has called us to do. Mm -hmm. Like, inviting them over to have dinner and talk about Jesus. Like that's important. And that's how I am living in light of the the signs of the times that I'm living in. I see that our world is in utter darkness and, and chaos and nobody's doing anything about it. Everybody's fearful, like Maddie just said. Mm-hmm. Everybody's wondering, what the heck am I going to do? Yeah. And why is this happening? And like we said in the last episode, we are the only people who can tell them this, mm-hmm. who can tell them what the point of all of this stuff going on is and what it's pointing us to, what we're, what we are heading towards. We are, as Christians, the only ones that can tell them that. Yeah. And that is best done around the dinner table in your home and with your family at the dinner table. And when you're just living normal life, I think Mm -hmm. is the point of that quote, right? It's not, you know, you don't have to go crazy and build a bomb shelter and be like, everybody get in, you know, we're going to read Revelation and all this stuff, you know, to prepare. It's really just demonstrating to others who may be Christians, may not, that you have a peace that surpasses understanding. Mm -hmm. Because you see, that's the point of 
the Holy Spirit within us is that he comforts and he guides and he leads us. And this is especially true in the end times as we near the coming of Christ day by day, day by day. We are closer today to the coming of Christ than we were yesterday. Mm -hmm. And that should inspire us. That should motivate us to do something, to be like the men of Issachar and to imitate them. And that's something that we put in our 23 things Christians should do in 2023 list is that we should understand the signs of the times and then we should imitate the men of Issachar and we should live in light of them. And to know the signs of the times is so much more than reading news headlines and being aware of, you know, the Chinese spy balloon or whatever is going on in our world that day, or even knowing popular real audios or any of that. It's really about knowing what is significant about the happenings of our world. Mm -hmm. Why is it happening? And what is it leading us towards? It's knowing what is shaping us and forming us and molding us as a society and as a culture and as a church. The American church needs to understand this. If we do not understand the times, which I don't even think we're there. Like, can I just be honest? I think that the American church, most, most churches in America, do not understand what is happening and why it's happening. Mm -hmm. I don't think we know. I think we are, like Maddie said earlier, we're like everybody else and we're going into panic mode and trying to figure out what the heck we are going to do and who cares about everybody else? Like, just get me in the bomb shelter and Mm -hmm. make sure I'm good, you know? But it's understanding what is shaping us, forming us, and molding us, and wholeheartedly believing that we are alive in a time full of significance. Mm -hmm. This is a time that we can impact our culture and the people around us. We are positioned uniquely in the story of the world that God is writing as we progress day by day toward that final chapter that God is writing. This is the point of our lives as Christians. We do not need to live in fear. We do not need to live in a state of constant chaos and confusion because if you're in your Bible, you have the handbook, man. You are ready to go. Like We should not be looking around at everybody or even, I'm not saying that you can't go to your pastor and ask questions and be uh, an active participant in your church. You should be. You should Mm -hmm. do all those things. But like Maddie said, we have a lot of um, church babies, and I don't say that in a mean way, okay? That actually comes from Paul in in scripture. And we are still feeding off of milk, okay? When we should be eating meat, we should be maturing in our faith and be ready for what is about to happen because Mm -hmm. it's going to be intense, guys. I'm not here to tell you like this is the end times are going to be some party. It's going to be a party and it's just all going to be great and we're going to get to sing and dance and, you know, eat and be merry for the rest of our lives. (laughs) Like, that's not how it's going to be mm-hmm. because the Lord is going to use the end times to to show people if you are not my child, then this isn't going to be good. You know, like this is the point of the end times to bring us to God, to mm-hmm. bring us closer to him and to hopefully enable people to have a saving relationship with Jesus and to find him and to understand the cross and all that he did for us and to repent of our sin. I think that's one of the most important things that I hope we see a lot of in the end times Yeah, because it's the most important thing, repentance. Mm-hmm. I feel like we need to see people just come to Jesus, repent of their sin and be devoted to him. And as Christians, we can actively display that in our little corners of the world day by day Mm -hmm. because repentance is not this one-time, 
okay, Lord, you know, save me from all of my sin. I want to be your child. I want to understand truly what Jesus did for me on the cross, and I want to live in light of that. Mm-hmm. That's all good and fine, and and there's definitely a time in our lives where that needs to happen. But after that, after you become saved, you should be involved in this process of sanctification, and that's just a big word for, you know, the Holy Spirit moving in your life day by day and bringing you closer to Christ, making mm-hmm. you more like him in every area. And that should be in speech and in conduct and in love and in purity, as uh, 1 Timothy 4.12 tells us. That's the point of our lives. And as Christians, I don't even think we know the signs of the times, let alone how to live in light of them, which that's a problem. Yeah. And that's something that as as the American church, I just so desperately want us to get that because, I mean, we are so much like the Israelites. They forgot what God did for them in Egypt, and we've forgotten what Jesus did for us on the cross. Mm-hmm. We are in the same predicament that they were in, and we just continue to stray further further down the path yeah. away from him. I don't want to see us do that. And that's the whole point of the podcast, the blog, all that we're trying to do here is really just show the American church that there is something different. Mm-hmm. Real Christianity still exists, yeah. and there are a few of us who want to live it out day by day. Well, I think what should really terrify us is the fact that we don't understand the signs of the times. I mean, you may know generally, okay, there's going to be pain, there's going to be suffering, there's going to be war and famine and earthquakes and different things. But more than that terrifying us, we should be terrified that we don't actually know why all of this stuff is going to happen Mm -hmm. because there's a purpose. And lots of Lots of us may say, well, that's just cruel. Like, why would the Lord do that? Why would he say, okay, if you are not my child, this is going to be bad for you. Mm -hmm. Well, that is justice. And as much as we may not like it, as much as we may want to be partial to one side or the other, justice is going to be upheld by Mm -hmm. the Lord because he is justice. He is the definition of justice. Right. And he cannot help but be righteous. That's just who he is. And this is part of it. I mean, we deserve what we will experience in the Mm -hmm. end times. We totally deserve it. And I'm not saying that in a super mean way, like we're all horrible people, but we're We're all sinful. sinful. And I mean, if you look at our country just day by day, I'm just like, Lord, honestly, it might be a mercy if you just like completely wipe us off the face of the planet Mm -hmm. because i mean like the other day we were reading a headline about this satanic church if you can call it that you know who is going to be performing satanic rituals for women who are getting abortions outside of this specific abortion clinic and when lily told me that i was just like here we go the lightning must be coming from somewhere the fire from heaven must be coming at some point stay away yeah when we're allowing that kind of stuff to happen just in our country Mm. i mean there are so many things that are happening around the world yeah uh with communism and the persecution that the church is experiencing like if you don't look at all of this stuff and you don't just have this thought like we deserve whatever is coming to us then I think you really need to reevaluate your life and you really need to reevaluate how you are viewing the world because that stuff is downright sinful. Mm -hmm. It is downright from the pit of hell. And that may sound harsh, but, you know, here we are. This is a harsh reality that we have to live with right now. 
and we should not be tolerating it. We actually don't have to live with it. That was a wrong choice of words because we should be making a difference because we absolutely should not be tolerating, first of all, the abortion that's happening in Mm -hmm. our country. Second of all, we should not be tolerating that this satanic church feels like they can just parade around and be like, oh yeah, we're gonna like offer these babies to hell. Like, unbelievable. I cannot even fathom that we're having this conversation right now and that we are not outraged. Mm -hmm. Like, what is wrong with us? I just don't understand it because that is unbelievable. And when have you ever heard of that happening Mm -hmm. in America? Yeah. I mean, especially America. But honestly, this is not common. This is not something that we should just like put up with. Mm -hmm. And I mean, with the Grammys that happened a few weeks ago and how we literally on international television worshipped the devil Mm -hmm. with a song that absolutely disgusts me. I've heard it on Instagram. It was trending. Everyone was using it. And I was just like, how in the world is this the kind of music that everybody wants to listen to? How in the world does that song win a Grammy yeah. and get performed in front of all these people on TV? It's trending. Everybody's seen it. And I just don't. And this is all a part of what is going to happen in the end times. And yet we are completely ignorant of that fact. Mm-hmm. And we are just saying, oh, wow, that's interesting. Or, well, I didn't watch the Grammys this year, so it's fine. Yeah, I just don't. I don't understand our complacency sometimes. Yeah. And here's the other thing, guys. I, I saw a lot of Christians sharing some good things. I'm not opposed to it. They were sharing some good things on like Facebook and Instagram and things about the Grammys and, you know, discipling our kids and making sure that they know mm-hmm. the truth and that if they saw that, if they witnessed that, if people are talking about it, you know, that they know that it's wrong and that it's sinful. But here's the thing. We got to stop just talking about mm-hmm. it. This annoys me about the church because we think that if we talk about it, that we're being bold. No, you can't just sit around and talk about it and not do anything. Mm -hmm. I've told you guys time and time again, I know I sound like a broken record on this one, but I just can't stand the complacency in the American church anymore. Because it has gotten us to the point where the performances at the Grammys are even happening. Mm -hmm. This is going to sound harsh, and I don't mean it harshly, but because of the church we've gotten here. Our culture is no longer being discipled by the church. Mm -hmm. We are no longer influencing our culture as a whole. We're no longer sharing the truth of God's word. We're no longer telling them this is right and this is wrong. And we will not support woke companies. Mm -hmm. We will not support woke artists. We will not do this crap. And, you know, like Maddie and I have both had to make huge decisions huge decisions that have affected me getting my license in 2020 and college for both of us, the college classes that we're involved in and how woke they are and what they're teaching and the teaching Mm -hmm. materials and all these things. We have had to make some really difficult and hard decisions that have been difficult. They've been difficult. And it is because we are we have been willing to stand up for something mm-hmm. and not bow down to the tyrannical, cultish evil that is happening in our world today. Mm-hmm. We're not willing to give our money to colleges, even Bible colleges, who support this stuff and who are okay with this. Yeah. And I just don't see us doing that in the American church. And I know there will always be people. There are people who come to church every single Sunday and they're doing religion. They're not Mm -hmm. practicing a relationship with Jesus and living life unto him. So I get that. But I don't know how we can sit in church every Sunday and talk about these things and then walk out and like not do anything about it at all. 
stop talking about it. If you're not going to do anything, stop talking about it because I just can't stand the things I hear people talk about even in church. Like after church, people are talking about, oh yeah, did you see the Chinese spy balloon? Did you see this satanic crap going on at the Grammys, you know, last week, whatever. And we talk about it, but then nothing gets done. Mm -hmm. And we share stuff on Facebook but we're not doing anything in our little corners of the world to make sure that kids are not being indoctrinated by that in our rural towns in Ohio or wherever you're living. For us, that's where we're at. And it's it's in the schools around us. Yeah, We are seeing gender indoctrination. We are seeing these woke ideologies being put into these kids' minds every day. This has got to stop. We cannot do this anymore. We are spitting in God's face and we're saying we do not care as a church. We got to stop that. It is not holy. It is not pleasing to the Lord. And for us to come to church and then talk about it, but not do anything. Oh man, woe to us. Mm -hmm. As Jesus said to the Pharisees in Matthew 23, woe to you because we are like whitewashed tombs that are filthy and dead on the inside. That's what he said to the Pharisees. Mm -hmm. What if he's saying that to the American church today? I asked that at our last Bible study meeting. What if he's saying that to the American church today? Mm -hmm. Do we realize that he could be saying that? Because we are, we are deep in the evil and sin in our world. And as a church, we're letting that go on and, and we want to talk about it and we mm -hmm. want to say it's wrong, but then we don't do anything. Well, to me, that just shows us we don't really care. Yeah. We don't really, we don't really care about the enemy winning in this stuff because we haven't planned to beat him, as we said mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago. And that's so scary. And we always think that it will just never affect us directly. Yes. That's the Grammys. That happened in a big city with a bunch of celebrities. Right. It can't happen in rural Ohio. Exactly. Or, yeah. And I think that's a very dangerous mindset. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think it, I know it. It yeah. is dangerous. And I mean, like the Dietrich Bonhoeffer quote that we discussed a couple weeks ago, God will not hold us guiltless. Mm -hmm. And that is why we will be experiencing the kinds of things that we will in the end times, because there's sin in our world that we have not repented of. Yeah. And Jesus can cover every single sin, Absolutely. but only when we no longer tolerate it and we repent. Mm -hmm. And we say, okay, absolutely not. There are there are things in my life that are totally like, I don't want to sacrifice this. I don't want to give it up because it's inconvenient and it makes my life harder. And, oh, well, I really like this makeup company. So what? They're giving their money to drag queens. Right. I mean, literally, like, I mean, there right there is an example of just a small, a very small sacrifice that we had to make, but that so many others weren't willing to make. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is just unbelievable. We had bought a a ton of different makeup products from this one specific company we absolutely loved them like yeah the best eyeshadow i've ever used in my life <laughs> and i mean we were just like in love with this mm -hmm. makeup company then pride month rolled around last year and they said well we support you know all the stupid gender ideology stuff so we're gonna give a huge chunk oh, man. of it was bad their sales mm -hmm. the income from their sales yeah, the to proceeds. different drag queen organizations that support drag shows and you know the kind of shows that we're now letting into the public school system and so we were like okay that's done yeah that's great love that uh and we haven't bought another thing from them since yep and and i think this is a great time for an ad oh yes because we have switched makeup companies <laughs> and we've actually found stuff that is even better so great thinking i know wow. right i was just Look gonna blow past that opportunity i feel like an influencer y'all 
Exactly. Yeah. So we are actually ambassadors for a company called Hope Beauty, and it is a pro-America, pro-Christianity company, and it is all about- Pro-life. They're, ge- they're pro-life. actually giving their proceeds or a portion of their proceeds to live action. Yeah. Um, which is a pro-life organization that's helping people understand the mm-hmm. um, the procedures that happen for abortions and these different things. And they're helping change our generation's mind mm-hmm. about abortion and how it is murder. Mm-hmm. It is not health care. And so their uh, Hope Beauty is donating a portion of their proceeds from their marvelous mascara, is what they're calling it, to live action to help mm-hmm. support their organization, which is just so cool to me. Yeah, we absolutely love the company. We love the products. And it is all inspired by women of the Bible, and it's teaching young girls and women in general to value the unique way that the Lord has created them. Mm -hmm. And this makeup is simply to enhance the beauty that they already have. So, yes, we may have had to make a sacrifice from this other makeup company, but honestly, then I think that the Lord truly does bless Mm -hmm. even small sacrifices like that. I mean, you know, I can go without makeup. It's fine. (laughs) But... After we boycotted this one specific company, Hope Beauty kind of reached out to us and we were just so excited because this is a company that we want to support, that we Mm -hmm. want you guys to support. And we have a discount code that you can find in the description of this episode. If you use the code at checkout, you can get 10% off of your order. So we are just so excited to be working with them. And it's something that, I mean, if we just choose to make small changes like that, now we're impacting Hope Beauty, which is helping women to realize that they are beautiful exactly the way that the Lord created them. And we're also helping organizations like Live Action, which we we absolutely love mm-hmm. some of the money that we are giving to Hope Beauty for their products is going to live action and is helping to stop abortion. And so why can we not just as the American church kind of pull ourselves together right. and think about different things like this? Okay, right. this one makeup company doesn't want to use my money wisely and wants to give it to these drag queens and to promote drag shows and stuff. So what am I going to do? to change that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to absolutely 100% stop buying their products immediately. Done. And I mean, we're not saying like, you know, death to no, no, no. little companies, but um <laughs> but if you're going to We are saying stuff, let them know right. that as Christians, we don't support this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you do, then we're not buying your products anymore. Right. And then they can decide if they still want to support it or not. That's up to them. Yeah. Anyway, I have gotten completely off track. And we <laughs> Sorry, are I, now... I told you to do that. And now we're just <laughs> yeah, talking about makeup. Sorry, guys. Um, Especially to the actual guys actual listening guys. to this. Yeah. Okay. So moving on, we're going to read a little parable that Jesus used in Matthew 22. I read this a few days ago in my Bible reading, and it was actually something that I already had highlighted And that is a story that convicts me a lot. And it's something that is, I think about it quite a bit, Mm -hmm. Um, even if I haven't read it in a while. It's just one of those parables that sticks with you and that you think about a lot. So I'm going to start at the very beginning of chapter 22, verse 1. It says, once more, Jesus spoke to them in parables, them talking about the crowds, Pharisees, disciples. Verse 2, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who gave a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to summon those invited to the banquet, but they didn't want to come. Again, he sent out other servants and said, Tell those who are invited, See, I've prepared my dinner. My oxen and fattened cattle have been slaughtered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they paid no attention and went away, one to his own farm, another to his business, while the rest seized his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. 
The king was enraged, and he sent out his troops, killed those murderers, and burned down their cities. Then he told his servants, The banquet is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. Go then to where the roads exit the city and invite everyone you find to the banquet. So those servants went out on the roads and gathered everyone they found, both evil and good. The wedding banquet was filled with guests. So some of you may be wondering, how in the world does this apply to what we're talking about today? I think this story is significant because how often are we like those guests that Mm -hmm. the king first invites and we say, no, we're not interested. And we go to our farm, we go to our business, and we go to our bomb shelters. And we say, I'm just going to lay down and die because I don't want to have to go through all of this stuff and it's not worth it. And yet I think the Lord sets an incredible example for us in Mm -hmm. this story because obviously the king in this parable represents the Lord and he then goes out and says, okay, you don't want to come. I will find other people. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is what we need to be doing in the American church. If certain people don't want to listen to what we have to say, they don't want to follow after Jesus, pay attention to the signs of the times, then we, it is our responsibility to find people that will, to be the people that will, and then to bring others along with us. Mm -hmm. And so I think that this parable is significant in that it teaches us that the Lord has prepared an incredible banquet for us. And yet we are the ones that go to our farms, go to our businesses, and even kill the servants that he sends. And we are the ones who are completely neglecting what we are meant to be doing right now. And we are neglecting the signs of the times. And we desperately need a change in the American church. And we desperately need to look at the invitation that the Lord has given us to Mm -hmm. grow close to him, to have a relationship with him. And we need to take it seriously. And we need to show others what it genuinely looks like to live that out. Okay, so we hope that this episode encouraged you. I know it's a bit longer. We seem to keep going. I know, but a little so bit good, longer every you know? week. They're yes. so good. So it, it doesn't matter. It's fine. <laughs> the time flies when we're actually recording. Yeah, so it does. We hope that you guys enjoyed it, that it was encouraging in some capacity because this is an encouraging topic. I mean, the signs of the times are encouraging. They're because, leading us to Jesus. Exactly. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. And I just think that that's the part that we really need to take comfort in Mm -hmm. and we need to stop being like myself and focusing on the terror and the pain and the suffering that we may have to endure to get to Jesus and we need to simply start focusing on Jesus is the ultimate reward. Mm-hmm. And as long as we get there, all of the suffering and all of the pain will be worth it. So we're going to wrap this episode up in prayer. So please pray with us. Dear Lord, I just thank you for this day. And I thank you for the opportunity that you've given us to just sit down and talk about some of the different things that you've laid on our hearts and to just kind of talk about what's going on in our world and how we can make a difference in light of them. And I pray that you would help each and every one of us to live with the signs of the times in mind and that we would just constantly be living in light of eternity in a way that glorifies you and that points everyone we contact to you. I pray that we would not be the ones that build the bomb shelters in the backyard, but that we would expand our dining room tables and that we would just invite more and more people into our homes, but ultimately into your kingdom. And I pray that you would just make us more like you with each passing day and that we would be able to endure the pain and the suffering that we may have to experience before you come back. But I pray that we would just constantly be thinking that you are the ultimate reward and you will make all of that suffering completely worth it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Alrighty, guys, thank you so very much for joining us this week. Again, we are releasing new podcast episodes every single Monday. So be sure to download this episode and any others that you have been enjoying. If you Mm -hmm. really enjoyed something, download it because it lets us know that you guys 
do enjoy it and the topics that you like and all that stuff, our email is always in the description of every episode. You can email us your questions, your thoughts, Mm -hmm. all that good stuff. We would absolutely love to hear from you. And we will talk to y'all next Monday. Bye, guys. (laughs) 